Welcome back to the Protest Coverage Podcast. I'm Amanda Faria. For this episode, I traveled to Minneapolis, Minnesota for the start of the Derek Chauvin trial. As a reminder, Derek Chauvin is a former Minneapolis police officer charged with murdering George Floyd, an African-American man. Chauvin was recorded kneeling on Floyd's neck for over eight minutes in May 2020. The incident led to a racial uprising around the world with demonstrations and protests being organized to fight against police brutality and racial injustice. On day one of the trial proceedings, I interviewed various people to share their thoughts and potential outcome for the trial. My name is Alexander Born, B as in boy, O-U-R-N-E. I'm the founder and lead strategist for the Minnesota Rapid Response Coalition. Uh, today is the first day of the Derek Chauvin uh, murder trial. Um, I, like many other people here in the Twin Cities community and around the world, uh, we're traumatized. Um, we are uh, just trying to do our best to uh, put our best foot forward uh, in terms of embracing and uplifting uh, everyone's voices. You know, there's a lot of people uh, all around the world that's been impacted by police brutality, uh, prosecutorial misconduct, um, and a wide array of other uh, injustices. And um, how are you feeling about the trial today? Or just your thoughts uh, on the trial? To my understanding that uh, there's going to be a delay in uh, the initiation process of the trial uh, with regards to jury duty or jury selection. Um, I haven't turned on any TV reports, but I know that that's been some things that's been passed along. Um, you know, in regards to that, I just feel like justice delayed is justice denied. Um, I think that um, if the federal government, as well as the state of Minnesota, is going to uh, deploy and misuse and misappropriate all of these taxpayer dollars, that uh, it should this trial should be uh, started expeditiously, and uh, these individuals, all parties involved, should be uh, prosecuted to the extent of the law. And what's the fullest extent of the law? Excuse me. What's the outcome that you would hope to see? Well, obviously, uh, we want the longest sentence possible. Uh, you know, I think if anyone else had uh, done what Mr. Chauvin had done to Mr. Floyd, I don't think, without a doubt, you know, this would have been an open and closed case. Uh, considering that we had to march and demonstrate outside of uh, Hennepin County Attorney. Uh, Mike Freeman's house, you know, for three days. And then on the fourth day, we learned that uh, we were going to be getting some assistance from uh, the state's attorney general's office. You know, it shouldn't have taken all of that. But it's unfortunate, but that's our harsh reality. And uh, many people out here, we're not going to negate it. We're just going to continue to uh, just move forward accordingly. Hi, it's Amanda Faraya with the Protest Coverage Group. I'm currently in Minneapolis, Minnesota for the first day of the Derek Chavon trial. I'm currently sitting with Sandy, a member of Visual Black Justice, and interested in hearing her thoughts on the first day of the trial and just, you know, what does she project so far? Um, 
Being a part of Visual Black Justice, um, we have been planning this for quite some time. We wanted to be uh, making space as early as we could to again um, help the community by, again, we're supplying snacks, we're doing different things that at least just allows the people to feel safe to even come down here today. Um, you know, being a part of this organization run by two black women um, has definitely put it to a whole nother level of what it means to be a part of the whole change that is going on. I mean, you never expected for now coming up a year ago on how it's completely changed my life. It has, I mean, the, the type of dedication and volunteer that is just a calling now to me with, with this organization and with, with the um, uh, females that are running it is amazing. It, it, it is just so empowering to see them be able to just lead us and give back into the community. I mean, we're about, you know, boots on the ground. It's not just that, you know. I mean, we were out here for President's Day March in the snow, you know, still making people aware that we're not going away. Um, whether it's uh, doing a, a, a winter gear collection drive that we did for two weeks and we collected winter gear and then we went out, I mean, when it was the cold 40 below zero and we're down in the area in South Minneapolis where, you know, the homelessness is real here now in, in Minnesota. And so we're there, at, you know, in the evening time, passing out winter gear, doing what we can, again, because we want to give so back to the community. We just want to be the, the city to know that we're here to help them. And so, you know, it all coming together for, the, for this trial day was huge. I mean, the anxiety for all of us, just to be in a part of our family, to support one another, it, it, it's 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 surreal to be here with with these type of with those type of people that are that are like that. So, I mean, we're we're trying to be the last people standing. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, if we have to be here till almost eight o'clock at night, we're going to be out here eight o'clock at night, and we'll you know provide what we can. You know, music. You know, um, okay. You know, the food that we have. You know, we're very theatrical. We always have a meaning to everything that we have in what we're doing. So, you know, we got up here early this morning to just, again, the mirrors just have all the positive messages on them, you know, and um, being able to just make this space here so people can see that and come and look and, you know, talk about what's going on. It is just so much, you know, a, a calmer atmosphere than the other side of the block, which there's yes. nothing wrong with. But you can just see there's a whole difference going on with, you know, the chanting and what have you versus music and, you know, just kind of a laid back, carefree, you know, loving atmosphere. So what are your initial thoughts on the trial? Do you Ooh. think justice will prevail? Do you, do you have hope? I, I have so much hope. And I, you know, it's for me, it's almost just like it, it's just in the back of my head, you know, like it's going to happen, you know, something there's going to be an outcome. And I, I just can't even focus on it right now in that sense of what I really want it to be. You know, he, he should be found guilty, absolutely, you know. And the police should allow us to be out here, at least sharing our messages and, and what have you. So, you know, it, it, it has changed my perspective a lot. 
being involved in is just again for me as someone who's white to be more educated and to be there I mean now you know just to have that awareness and feel that I've grown from May of last year is huge <laughs> you know it's huge and and I love the allyship that I now embrace embrace you know and would never walk away from again so it's it's going to be a trying time it's going to be a really trying time especially until May especially until May when it's going to be another emotional time for here in Minnesota for it to be the year anniversary so you know I I take each day you know and we'll get through it we, we definitely will here but um, you know a, a, a guilty plea is definitely where it needs to be definitely where it needs to be Hi, my name is Mohammed Ibrahim. I am the deputy director with CARE Minnesota. And today we are here at the protest, the people versus Derek Chauvin. And uh, we, in the next couple of weeks, we will, be, we will know what type of justice Minnesota will be getting. And we are hoping for a guilty uh, 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 conviction. Uh, the whole world witnessed what we saw. It was the modern day lynching by knee on the neck of a black man a loved black man by the name of George Floyd. And today we have to remember that we lost life. Uh, and it's important that we don't get desensitized by all the murders and police violence that we are watching. Uh, but at the same time, we have to remember that after protesting, we actually got to go get some bills done. Because there's man-made law that's protecting police officers and allowing police officers to police and murder black bodies, right? And we have to go fight at the legislature because it's important for us to change these man-made laws. What they want to do is they want us to accept the things that we cannot change, but they don't know that we can change the things that we cannot accept. And those are the things that we have to remember. No good cops in a racist system. No good cops in a racist My name is Jonathan McClellan, MC, capital C, L-E-L-L-A-N. I'm with the Minnesota Justice Coalition, uh, uh, themjc.org, and um, our organization uh, uh, writes and, and advances um, legislation both here in Minnesota and in Washington, D.C. We work with a collective of organizations here in the state to help advance the initiatives um, for criminal justice reform, uh, uh, police reform, and restorative justice. And what are your thoughts? How are you feeling today about the trial? Are you hopeful for the future? Um, if, uh, history, if, if history has any say in it, then no. Um, however, one of the things that, that this event has caused is it's caused an awakening, um, awakening of a, a conscience within our community. And, and for far too long, things that, that have been in the dark are now coming to light and people are seeing it. It's out on the forefront, it's being displayed, and, um, and people are seeing it. So we're hopeful in the sense that, that people are going to speak up and, uh, and, and do the right thing. And, and all we can do is hope. Hi. I'm Joanne Shepard from South Minneapolis, originally Wisconsin. I live just four to five blocks from the George Ford Square Memorial where he was tragically killed last summer. I'm very invested in our neighborhood. I've been in social justice committees through my church and through my schools. I was a school therapist. Um, I visit this site I think every week, <laughs> just about every week. 
it changes. I, it, it, I don't know. It's emotional when I'm here, but we are a multiracial or a biracial family, and we have children and grandchildren. I work with many minorities in the school system. Many, you know, I live in a very diverse community here, out of choice, not because I have to. And I want change. We need change. We need positive change. Change isn't easy. It never is easy. But we can't do it by ourselves. We've got to do it together. We've got to communicate. We've got to listen. And I don't know. Just got to make change. We, what are your thoughts about the trial? The trial. So I am I am concerned. I, I do hope that there is... Oh, gosh. I, I do hope that the, at least Chauvin gets a pretty severe sentence. He's just got to. That, that video on the news the very first day was blood-curdling to see his behavior and his arrogant posturing on George Floyd. And all of the people in the, in the, around him asking them to give him air, help him breathe, you know, whatever. That was so tragic. So, so tragic. So I really hope that there's some justice this way. If not, we're going to have another huge, huge mess here and all over this country and world. My name is Jada Pounds, and I'm not necessarily affiliated with any organization today, um, but I am from Minneapolis, and I came out because today I just knew that out of all of the days, like I just needed to continue to take a stand um, as I've been to many protests throughout the summer and just throughout this whole time, um, this one just felt like really important and really impactful, just following the one from last night, um, because it just showed that people are caring and are paying attention. And that is something that has kind of been, I feel like, had been lacking in previous years and in protests. Um, and in terms of the trial, I am... I'm hoping that he does get convicted, but I wouldn't be surprised if history does continue to repeat itself because the justice system was not set up for black and brown people to win. And we've seen that time and time again. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful that we can actually make a systemic change and that this case will bring about those changes and that we can continue to see where we need to make these tweaks in this system. I know it's not gonna come crashing down overnight, but I really hope that the people, that we can put people in charge who are actually gonna care, who are actually gonna put the work in and not just say that they are. Um, and because we've been fooled and deceived too many times and I'm just so tired and fed up with the systems that are in place to have us fail. And I, I want that no longer. And so today was just me just putting my foot down and just saying, you know, enough is enough, so. My name is Tracy Zank, and I am a, I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm here at George Floyd Square with my friend Joanne, who lives in this neighborhood, and she's my tour guide. Um, I am a, I have a PhD in anthropolo cultural anthropology, and I teach at different community colleges and universities in Minnesota and Wisconsin. And as an anthropologist, we're always interested in for sure social justice and activism and 
hearing people's voices and listening to people and believing people's stories and not writing people off. And um, uh, I've taught race and ethnicity in places where people don't want to listen and they quote unquote don't believe in that racism is a problem in this country. And I'm extremely passionate about trying to <laughs> help people see things in a different light and, and get people to listen. You know, to, like Joanne said, this, you know, listen to people's stories, believe people's stories. We have to, that's the only way for change. And so... What are your thoughts about the trial? Um, that I'm, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. You're I'm concerned about the outcome? Yes, I'm, cons I'm very nervous, I'm worried. Um, we've seen too many cops getting off for murder and I'm, I'm worried about it. I know there are people who are hopeful, but I'm, I'm worried. What would you like to see happen? Um, I would like to see justice for, for, for sure for George Floyd. I'm, and for, of course, all the, you know, all the people who've been murdered. But right now, the concern is that, you know, Derek Chauvin is guilty of murder. And I'm, what I'm also worried about is they're going to malign George Floyd's reputation, which they're already trying to do. And that just makes me angry. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm concerned. <laughs> Darion Scott. I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. And all the names that you see on this is all the people that was killed by the police. And you see, we the, we the hat. I state as the hat. You know, we got that, that hat. All these things that you see is people that has been slaughtered by the police. You know, that's how to stop, man. There's so many names only that filled up our whole state, so we had enough of that. Where are you from? I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. Selby side. Selby side, right? Represent Selby. What has been your experience living here? Can you share more about that? Man, growing up here, it's... Growing up here is, is, is beautiful, you know? This is, this is a state that helps people, you know? But, like, you see individuals like them, they're not a threat to me. We live, we, we're a community. This is my neighbors. The only ones that's not my neighbors is the ones in blue. They're a threat to us. We don't need that. Like, you took so many lives for nothing. What has been your experience with them? Oh, rough. You know, I got pushed around, I got bullied by them. I got thrown in jail a few times for nothing. And every time I went through the Justice Department, I ain't had no say so. The judge ruled. You know, they look at your background, they just judge you just like that. I'm a human being. You know, I'm not an animal, nothing like that, but I'm just being judged because I'm a human being and get slaughtered and thrown away like that. What are your, how do you feel on this being the first day of Derek Chavon's trial? Do you how I feel? I mean, ain't nothing gonna happen. We already know that. Ain't nothing gonna happen. And we all still gonna be out here in these streets. You know, they the reasons why we out here, all of us. You know, some of us supposed to be at work right now, but we took off from work just to be out here for this. You know, but ain't nothing gonna happen. You know, and that's a question you need to ask yourself. What happened to all the police 
that done killed peoples around the world. What happened to them? Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, and all them peoples. You know, even Sandra. Not to mention the girl that went down to Texas, got killed in the jailhouse. They strangled her. And that girl moved to Texas to get a new job and got pulled over by some racist cops. And when she went to jail, what happened? She lost her life. Did they get convicted? No. None of them. So they ain't only just killing men, they killing women too. You know? So now the question is, how many more women we gotta see that die behind us before we can get this shit stopped completely? Hi, my name is Jessica Semmel and I am from New York City. And in response to New York City protest coverage question, what do I think about the Derek Chauvin's trial? Um, what I think is that sadly, this is, this will prove to be an expensive, financially and emotionally, an expensive exercise in futility. This, the cards are already stacked against us, protesters, people who care about justice. The cards are stacked against us with the way the jury is being selected and the way the whole system is set up. They're looking at things that George Floyd has done and how does that justify a cop killing someone? It doesn't matter what George Floyd did. It does not give a police officer the right to kill him. So the fact that they are looking into George Floyd's history is going to taint the jury pool. And it's just the emotional, the trauma that this is going to cause people, it's, yeah, I think, unfortunately, this is going to be an expensive emotionally and financial exercise in futility. As an eternal optimist, I am sad that this is what I think this will, is what, I am sad that I think this is what will happen.